1: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
2: You know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast, free shipping free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com colin tirerackcom the way tire buying should be.
3: is The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be, make it as part of your day. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb, in for Colin Cowherd. You know, um, there's lots of trends in sports and we've been trending towards this for a good amount of time. You know, with the exception of Jordan Love, every rookie first-round draft pick quarterback at some point in time starts during the regular season, the first regular season. And some of this, obviously, is team-dependent, right? Like, the Carolina Panthers, like, what was the point? First of all, you draft number one overall. Second of all, Bryce Young is... um, he's a brilliant guy and brilliant quarterback like in terms of his mind. Like the questions about Bryce Young have never been aptitude. They've all just been physically based. Right. Uh, and then, you know, you got CJ Stroud was named week one starter. So he's the starting quarterback of the Houston Texans. And then, well, then you have uh, Anthony Richardson, who was named the starting quarterback already of the Indianapolis Colts. And we have ourselves, an absolute trend. Right? An absolute trend. And the, the trend is that uh here is here are three quarterbacks who could you find a way to start Gardner Minshew in Indy? Of course you could. You're you're much likely to have more success this year. Anthony Richardson is going to have some highs, going to have some lows. Are they going to win you games? Probably not. Is it going to be fun? Probably. Um, The Houston Texans, you got C.J. Stroud coming in. Uh, You have an incredibly well-respected former Texan and a defensive mind as head coach. And they've been, you know, since Deshaun, um, since Deshaun's, First self-imposed sabbatical, and then obviously it felt like league-ordered sabbatical. They've been searching for the next guy. They've been building up. The roster's better. It's still not good yet. But the expectations are fairly low. And the same thing in Carolina. I mean, Carolina, you might actually say, hey, in that division, might be able to win more games. Albeit the offensive line's been bad and like Bryce Young's little. It's there's it's gonna be an adjustment for trying to find him throwing lanes. But we've reached this point where, and I, I do think it's team dependent, right? None of these teams had guys that had to start. None of these teams, they all have, you know, what do Indy, Carolina, uh, and Houston all have in common? They all have new head coaches. So they're all tied to these guys. They're not tied to anybody in the past. And because you're a new head coach, they're not a ton of expectations. You know, the thing about rookie quarterbacks is, You get a pass when you're a coach. You get a pass. Yeah, they got a rookie quarterback. It's a great way. What do College coaches do this all the time. You lose a game. You know, we're really young there. Really young there. It doesn't matter what happens this year in Carolina, in Houston, in Indy. At the end of the day, you can fall back and go, you know, they're just young. I've said this before. This is like the terrible twos. Four kids, you know? Your kid can be a complete a-hole, just an insane sociopath. But somebody go like, oh, he's two? Oh, terrible twos. Yeah, I've been there. I've had him, terrible twos. Like, no, no, you, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're not actually helping this kid. Your child is acting in a way in which, like, you got to control that. Like, ah, there are two that grow out of it. And and while it's definitely advantageous, because the the magic years for quarterbacks, first round draft pick quarterbacks, actually any of these rookie quarterbacks, is the magic to building a roster. Okay, go look around the league. You you, you want to build a roster while you have quarterbacks on a rookie contract, and years two, three, and four, they don't make much of anything. They just don't. So you can load up your roster. Meanwhile, remember this, the the cap is skyrocketing. It continues to go up and up. So the cap's going up and you have cost certainty on a quarterback. And instead of waiting for year two or half of year one and year two becomes kind of like year one, let's get him the experience, see what he can do. And then year two, three, and four, we can really make some moves here. Figure out who he is, figure out how good he is, and then put dudes in place. I mean that that's what obviously the Niners were doing before they went and got Garoppolo. Then they get Garoppolo right? and they were able to draft better than normal because he got hurt, right? Remember his first full years of starter he tore his ACL and then they won four games and that's where they got Nick boson Debo Samuel. But now the Niners, you get rid of Trey Lance's deal. You're you're dealing with you're making your quarterbacks are making nothing. Keep building your roster. Nick Bosa gets a new new deal. They all get new deals, and they'll just have the best roster, and you got a guy who's fine. Low ceiling, high floor, good guy, does what he's supposed to, and if not, you bring in Sam Darnold, who has played on the rookie deal, didn't play well, but again, the Jets are able to build their roster. Th- that's what Miami's been able to do with Tua. It comes to an end of, end of this year. They got to make a decision on Tua, but in the meanwhile, they've been able to go out and pay up for, for Tyreek Hill and for a whole bunch of other options on the defensive side of the football. It happened in Buffalo until Josh Allen got his extension. Frankly, this is kind of the last year of the window for the LA Chargers. Right? Justin Herbert's contract, when that new one comes in, they have already they already pay the money, but in terms of what it does to the salary cap, that, that doesn't hurt you until that actually goes live. So the logic is not just about each of these quarterbacks. It ties to the franchise. It ties to the coach. It ties to the expectations, but it also ties to trying to find that magic window. And the window is year two, three, and four. When you can make a push to the playoffs, you can load up your roster and you don't have to worry about anything cost wise for your quarterback. Now there is a downside, right? Any, and you're like, well, that's great. Why doesn't everybody do that? Well, you know, because at some point, you have to pay the guy. The really good ones want to get paid. Right? Jalen Hurts is still on that deal. Why, how, have the, how have the Philadelphia Eagles been able to load up with this level of talent? I mean, Howie's done a great job, but his quarterback doesn't make anything. And even though the quarterback signed a new deal and got the money, it doesn't hit the salary cap until next year. So they're able to have a very, very stable, even with the seven new starters, like loaded roster, overpay for A.J. Brown. Overpay for whomever on the defensive side of the football. The downside is, well, Sam Darnold, right? What if the guy plays too early and he starts seeing ghosts? Trey Lance. I actually think more of the Niners because of the Trey Lance deal. It's like Trey Lance was a bust. Plus he was hurt all the time and they were still able to be competitive, get to the playoffs, win playoff games and get to the NFC championship game without Trey Lance. He wasn't even on the healthy, healthy roster last year in the playoffs. If they have a healthy quarterback, they, they might go to a Super Bowl. What they were able to do at quarterback is what the, Chiefs were able to do at running back, right? Chiefs draft Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but Isaiah Pacheco ends up being the guy's seventh-round pick. The, the Niners, obviously, it's a bigger and a greater investment, but they go all in on Trey Lance, and they end up you know, using Mr. Irrelevant to get them deep into the playoffs. I think this trend is not just about those players. I think it's about the teams. I think it's about the expectations, but I think mostly it's about years two, three and four and can you get yourself ready for those can you get the quarterbacks ready to be good enough to just be a playoff caliber quarterback not lose your games you don't have to win us a bunch just don't lose it for us or we build the roster around you all right coming up next in the herd um, USC wins how they look Notre Dame looks great does that dog hunt and what do we make of this talk that the last year of the Pac-12, I don't, I don't know what it becomes. It's a loaded conference. The old P, Petrus Papadakis, joins us. One more Herd? The Herd
4: streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week, within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd
5: to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like.
2: Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D.
0: 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
6: there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike, and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
3: Doug Galli, for Collins, the herd, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Let's do this. Uh, Petrus Papadakis is going to join us in a moment. Um, th- there, There's a world out there that hasn't actually even seen USC, even though they played a game, because they played in the Pac-12 network. I got the game. I watched the game, but I don't have the eye for it that uh, Fox College Football analysts, and of course, uh, the co-host of the award-winning Petros and Money PMS show every afternoon on AM 570 in Los Angeles. He's also a former star at USC's Petros Papadakis. And, O.P., uh, what would you think of the men of Troy Saturday against San Jose?
4: Well, you know, it's, it's hard not to be impressed with, with Caleb Williams. And, and you can say that from the second he took the field for the Sooners. He, he's been uh, the best show in, in football. Maybe not not just college football, but football as a whole. Caleb Williams is an absolute pleasure to watch. And there's a reason. There's accusations of teams tanking so they can pick him. You know, he's, he's special. So that side of it and the excitement of, of Zachariah Branch, the kid from Gorman, who looked really explosive. A lot of people were making Reggie Bush comparisons to me. You know, being that he's a receiver and returner type, he's more like a guy I played with named R.J. Soward, who used to put up big numbers like that, returning and, and catching the ball. He had a great debut, and uh, it was it was very impressive offensively. On defense, I, I think they're going to have some of the same problems, even though they brought in the best defender from your alma mater, uh, Mason Cobb, and and some other guys. To kind of help bolster their personnel and maybe get those guys to compete a little harder up front. Uh, there's a lot of accusations of scheme issues that that have been flying around ever since, frankly, Alex Grinch showed up at USC. So uh, that those certainly that stuff was not quelled. Watching watching this game, although I will say. You know, you're playing the reigning Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year in Shevin Cordero, a really good coach in, in Brent Brennan at San Jose State, and a really good play caller in Kevin McGiven. So they were going to put up points. San Jose State is a formidable offense. But overall, I wasn't too surprised by anything I saw, other than that Caleb Williams is still great.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Caleb Williams is still great, and we and, and we move forward. Okay, there's... Um, you're starting to get kind of the national narrative of, man, it's last year the Pac-12, but it's awesome. And I think most of it is because, well, last year, those teams to the top record-wise, they were awesome. My issue is, I think a lot of that was pumped up because the bottom of the league was so bad, and they just beat up on the bottom, and there's a couple of splits at the top. You know, there's no, there wasn't real a ton of out-of-conference meat. Um, I just, you help me out. Like, nationally, you got Washington, Oregon, and Utah, and USC, and seen as a dynamic conference, are they?
4: uh, Well, I think the number one thing that we concentrate on, the the guy who gets too much credit and the guy who takes too much blame at every level of the sport, you know, unless you're kids and you're just running the ball, is the quarterback. And the Pac-12 has quarterbacks. It has an embarrassment. Of quarterbacks, you know, with with Caleb Williams, with Cam Rising, with uh, Michael Penix, with Bo Nix, with Cam Ward at Washington State, DJ Uyengalele, We've all seen him play a lot of football. He's at Oregon State. That might be the best coach team in the conference. That guy has got an arrow pointing upwards. Jonathan Smith. I mean, they and and they have Jaden Delora as a talented player at Arizona. I mean, they, they have quarterbacks and offensive excitement, so that's going to get people going. And there is a romance to the last year of the conference before it literally dissolves like alka <laughs> So I think that's a, a, a lot of what you're getting. Uh, I think there's going to be some wild-ass games <laughs> at a conference early here. Uh, Florida and Utah was wild last year, and sometimes these teams change so dramatically in the first month of the season which is very very unique to college football's first month you know teams really can change and create their identity and if october comes around and you don't have an identity then you're you're in trouble uh but i i think that The tale will be told about, you know, how much hype we've pumped into this thing Uh, when we get a few of these matchups under our belt that people are going to be interested in. But uh, overall, just to answer your question, I think it's because of the offensive firepower that people are excited, and especially because there's a Heisman winner down at USC that always moves the needle for the West.
3: No question about it. Petrus Papadakis joins us here. Uh, Doug Gottlieb for Collins, The Heard on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app. By the way, have you ever actually used Alka-Seltzer? I don't know anybody. Yeah. I know the... Yes.
4: Yeah. It used to be good for a hangover, the Alka-Seltzer, Tylenol, whatever, the combo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did used to use it. But, you know, I grew up in a restaurant with a lot of old, like, uh, Italian and Greek waiters, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they had weird habits.
3: Any more you want to share? I mean, I like the Alka Seltzer for the hangovers. One. Any more weird habits you'd like to share?
4: From the Greek waiters. Yeah. Well, they smoke, and uh, you know the guzzling of table wine. You got to oh. really open your throat for that. <laughs> the, the, the 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 amazing The thing that used to amaze me is how they would keep a cigarette going. You know, light a cigarette back, at, you know, by the kitchen. Go out, take somebody's order, come back. Cigarettes still go and take a drag. Bring some food out to another table. Talk to somebody else. Come back, take a drag. Put a bottle of wine in a bucket. Go out, open the bottle. Come back, take a drag. Yeah, that kind of thing was always a trip mm. without ashing. So you get the long ass ash, yeah, you know, yeah. that looked like it's going to fall into the tzatziki at any moment, mm. but it never did.
3: No, it's, it's it's magic that it it never did. Um, all right, uh, we're going to see Colorado against tcu 86 new players like they need name tags on it um what's what's your reasonable expectations for the buffalo
4: well i think they're just about where everybody else's are it's everybody's interested to see how they play early and the air can go out of that balloon pretty quickly but uh there's going to be a lot of hype surrounding it big noon which is the biggest thing going in college football is going to be out there and and Joel obviously has a great connection to to uh, the buffs, so that'll be celebrated, and we'll go from there. You know, it's interesting because my proclivity, just as an old uh, football analyst, which I guess I am now, I have gray hair, uh, mm-hmm. is that that's not how you build a football team. You know, you build a football team with the older guys teaching the younger guys how to act, how to be, how to how to react with each other and how to compete. And you go from there with every position group leading to the defense or leading to the offense or even the identity of the special teams at some places. But, I mean, I went to the media days out in Vegas for Mountain West and the Pac-12. And, I mean, everybody's got 40 new players. You know, it felt like a lot of these teams had almost, you know, that much turnover. Not that much. That much is just comical. But uh, I don't know if it's comparable turnover, but it is massive turnover, unheard of turnover uh, from before. Uh, So uh, if Dion has some kind of success this year, if there's something to hang on believe me, we will, as a media, <laughs> find a way to celebrate him. But uh, when the game actually starts getting played and those guys have to play together, yeah. and based on some of the, the coordinators they've hired that I've met and the personnel that they have actually coaching the team, you know, it, it, with the position groups and stuff, I, I'm not hopeful for, uh, for a shockingly great season.
3: No, no. I mean, I, I, Here's what I think is interesting, right? In years in the past... Right or in, in the in the previous incarnations of college football. They go to TCU, they take on TCU, TCU runs them out of the building because it's about recruiting, right? It's about recruiting in the DFW. But the truth is, like, it's not even about wins and losses anymore. It's about, and not even necessarily location-based, except that you do play in Texas now, you'll be in the Big 12 next year, in that, like, if you pay more money and I get to play right away, I'm going to go there. So I, I just... I think most coaches think, well, they're going to get run because of this early schedule and it's going to get bad and he'll never be able to get the right players. I don't think that's the case as long as they have the NIL money and you have, you know, Prime selling t-shirts. So They're just they just swimming in money. Um, I think it all comes down to whether or not Shador can play at that level, right? If he can play, they'll be fine. If he can't play at that level, then it's going to be a mess. I mean, uh...
4: The thing, it, look, I, just to me as an old crotchety guy, a lot of the stuff they've done and the way they've brought people in and sent people out feels kind of seven on seventy. Yes, if that makes any sense. Yes, yes. And 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 when when you start, look, I mean, it, it, well, I don't care what sport it is, you know. God knows, uh, living in the age of you know the Lakers uh, falling on their face a few times in the last decade, you really realize that. When your franchise is throwing off-season parties, or your 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 group, your team, or whatever is talking about, you know they're making all the off-season news. Chances are, you're probably not going to be that great during the season, you know. Uh, And I guess the example about NIL money and bringing in all these great guys that that are you know negotiating with you to come, which is part of the reality of college sports today at this level uh, for football and men's basketball. Part of it is the big example is Texas A&M. It's like, well, you know, I mean, they got whoever they wanted, and they cannot put them together uh, successfully, at least to please the fan base. So it, it's, it's a, one of the great case studies, you know. This guy's got a dynamic personality. It's one of the great football players of all time. He had success at a lower level. It'll be really, really interesting to see how this plays out.
3: Petrus Papadakis is joining us. Of course, uh, you can hear the old P on uh, KLAC AM 570 every afternoon on the PMS show. And, of course, you hear him call games forever on Fox and Fox Sports 1. He's a longtime college football analyst. Um, It it does feel like our yearly is Texas overhyped. But, (laughs) but, kind of buying, right? Kind of like they're wearing the black cap in the Big 12. They got Quinn Ewers back, who's had a year to develop and play, and he's gotten his body in shape. The rest of the league is on a completely different level in terms of financial, NIL, and what they've been able to do for these players. Like, I'm kind of buying A&M this year, especially with Oklahoma trying to figure out what they are now under Venables. Are you? Uh, you
4: mean the Longhorns? Yes. Yeah. The, uh No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't know what buying is, you know, like
3: they they, they win the they win that. the league, they get they win the league, they play for a do they play for a national championship in the in, no, a, in no, the playoffs.
4: No. 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 I mean I, I've never seen I, I, I grew up with Steve Sarkeesian when he was throwing the ball all around when he was at West Torrance High School. And then speaking of seven on seven, you know, we used to play against them uh when he was at El Camino. They used to have a tournament and they had like Literally, dudes like out of jail, and you're like a 15 year old safety trying to like D up these guys at <laughs> seven on seven. He's like six five, 25 year old guy from El Camino Junior College. Anyway, I grew up with Sark, so I know him well. And and I, I look I, all the way back to Washington to USC. You know, I said the same things, like, well, I don't, you know, not about NIL and stuff, but, well, Sark's really got it going offensively and they got the quarterback back and, you know, I like the running back and blah, blah, and, you know, it just, he always ends up winning six or seven games. It's just, it's, it's like clockwork. Uh, if they go past that, if they push past that, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I just don't think anybody's, Uh, outside of your Alabamas maybe in the world like I think people are going to be in tough games this year and people are going to have a hard time separating I mean back to USC I I think you know their offense is so impressive but you know, they're going to be in shootouts. And, I mean, you've watched enough Westerns to, to, to know how the shootouts go. You know, you can catch
3: a bullet. That's least, right, yeah.
4: You know, like they did out at, at Utah. And then, and then Utah just bowled over them the second time. So I think Texas is going to be, like you said, in the black hat. And they're going to be in some wars. And they're not going to be dominant. And, uh, you, yeah, Oklahoma's not great. But in that conference, it's going to be pretty bloody for Texas, <laughs> I think it's going to be a wild year, and I think they'll win six or seven games, like Sark always does.
3: Oh, okay, I'm 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 more about and and a part of it is I like they're dealing with an SEC budget, and you're bringing in you know BYU. I think Houston ultimately will be will be at at a Big Twelve level, but you you come in from the American, it's a it's like a different sport than when you're playing against the Big Twelve or now the SEC in terms of uh, what they're able to throw out there. Uh, not just personnel, but depth of personnel as the, as the season goes on last thing um, look, we both grew up in Southern California, and Stanford has been you know they 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 kind of feel like they 're smug and above the rest of us in that they all of their sports they want to be great right haven 't been great at the at basketball and football of late um, Cal is where the best public school in the country there 's talk of the big twelve over the weekend that was squashed. Still talking the ACC. What what happens to Cal and Stanford?
4: It's it's really interesting, isn't it, Doug? And uh, I mean, we both go way back with. I mean, hell, I played at Cal for a brief period in my life, uh, and I'd still my favorite place to go do a football game. Uh, they're both such grossly different places, but similar in some ways, and obviously uh, married together through their history and the rivalry. Uh, but, you know, just covering spring football back in the day, it used to be wild. You know, you'd go on the Stanford campus and you know what that's like. Uh, and they don't, it doesn't feel like they're smug and above everybody. They are smug and, and act like they're above everybody and for good reason. I mean, the place is like a utopia. There's like 20 professors to every one student. You know, it's like Disneyland. If somebody drops a cigarette butt, somebody comes and sweeps it up right away. It's, uh, it's an impressive place, and then you go to Cal, and you know you're likely to see somebody you know naked climbing a flagpole to light the American flag on fire, which I have seen there on multiple occasions. So uh, they're they're really different places. But both of them had a huge part in the de- in the demise of the Pac-12, and we can go deep into those forensics some other time. But you know, not wanting to be in the same league with Texas, not you know, worrying about academic standards, having the Pac-12 up in the Bay Area, up Stanford's butt instead of down in LA, catering to USC and UCLA, and the way the Big Ten does to Michigan and Ohio State. Just all of these things. Have have hurt those two schools. Cal has a love hate relationship with their football program, and always has. And recently, you know, you start to feel like you know, with NIL and the transfer portal, you know, does Stanford even really want to be involved in college football in this way? Uh, The interesting part about what you say is, you know, Big Ten versus SEC versus you know whatever Big Twelve. Is not really where it's at when it comes to this realignment, recent movement. It's really just about Fox and ESPN. And with a lot of the movement that's happened, ESPN looks around and they see that they're boxed out of West Coast football, which means who are you going to get to play in those late night time slots? And they control the AAC, they control the ACC, and have big influence there. So that's why you see Stanford and Cal and even Oregon State and Washington having their doors kicked and tires kicked around by those uh, entities because ESPN wants to secure them for some kind of West Coast footprint. You know what that means for the future and all that, I don't know. But I think ESPN is going to make sure that those places find a home and I guess what we would call a Power Five as the Pac-12 dissolves like a... Uh, what was that other stuff? Emergency. Remember people used to take that?
3: Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. You don't take, take, that? take that? That's that's pretty good. It's, it's actually a good way to like just get vitamin C in you, or you could just take a vitamin C. I always like those chewable vitamin Cs. I don't know if they taste like candy to me. We used to have those as kids. The right, big, they probably are candy. Probably oh, yeah. oh, yeah. are. The, 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 the Pac-12 going away sucks, man. I mean...
4: Yeah, it really does. And, you know, uh, I guess the president of, of uh, Washington State said it best is you know, it it, it it collapsed because it was mismanaged. We had a great thing and that's I guess the most frustrating part of this is none of this ever had to happen. Uh, they hired a terrible commissioner who did a terrible T V deal over a decade ago and ever since then, you know, it's 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 been too far away to catch up and it's we've been We've been fed a bill of goods for years and, and been bamboozled and listened to all this marketing spin. And it's, it's a real shame because uh, it was a pretty cool league uh, for those of us on the West Coast.
3: No question. The OP, Petrus Papadigas. You'll check him out. Uh, who are you calling this weekend?
4: We got BYU Sam Houston. So we'll see how BYU steps into the Big 12. And it's Sam Houston's debut. Oh. In Conference USA, stepping up to the FBS. Let's do it. Nice. Bearcats. Nice.
3: Can't wait to hear you this afternoon with, uh, with money, and, of course, uh, see you this, this weekend as well. P, you're the best. Thanks I think for joining it's us. Matt's birthday today. Is it?
4: Yeah, I think it's a monumental birthday, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I got it.
3: Got it. half a hundred. Yeah. Half a hundred. But he looks like he's like 35. So not yeah,
4: he's a youthful. You know, he goes into the sea every day like Achilles and hardens his body.
3: <laughs> Talk soon. Thanks, Pete. That's uh, Petrus All Papadakis. Right. You can hear him afternoons on KLAC. Let's get to Rhyme Music with the news. No,
1: no, no, no. Turn on the news. This is the line News.
7: Always, always great to hear from the old P, but we are going to switch gears here, a little, Doug, and touch on some major league baseball. That's right. The tides have turned in the world of baseball. As the Yankees find themselves at the bottom of the AL East and another series loss to the Tampa Bay Rays. Things got chippy as benches cleared twice over some uh, pegged batters and perhaps intentional or unintentional. Following the game, Brandon Lowe had this to say about where the Yankees currently find themselves in today's baseball world. Looking at it, it's a a last-place team against a team that's in contention. You know, there's trying to ignite something over there, whatever. Uh, Not worth our time at this moment. You know, we're we're focused on bigger things right now than worrying about a a little on-field scuffle. I love it. I mean if you're the Rays, you take advantage of every second you can get while the Yankees are down. I got no problem with it whatsoever. Uh Yankees are a mess.
3: Complete mess. By the way, her little Flo Rida in the background there? <laughs> who's going to who's going to blink blink first? Flo Rida or um what was the other uh, Florida dude who he uh, uh man, hip hop artist that used to he was like king for a couple years now he's disappeared. Uh, I mean, anyway, are you, are you huh? talking about Pitbull? Yeah. Okay. Pit Pitbull or Flo Rida? Who puts out their next album first? Okay. Come on, and you're, do you're you put, coming after Mr. Worldwide like that? No, I'm just saying. Like, I I actually think there's a genius too. They have so that like now they don't have to put anything for ten years, right? Then they come back and do a tour in ten years, and it brings back all the feels, and they don't have to have any new material. That's great, right? Yeah. What else you got? Alright, we'll uh, wrap it up with this
7: as we stick on the East Coast, but turn our attention to the NFL where Bill Belichick is slowly finding the heat turning up for him in New England. This now on the heels of them bringing in two offensive linemen to address a hole in their protection and add some depth. This morning, he was asked about continuing to make these roster moves on the eve of the regular season kicking off.
5: What was the thought process this offseason and Maybe not creating more depth earlier in the offseason than trying to do it and cram it before the start of the year. Well, we drafted three players on the offensive line. I'm not really sure what you're referring to. I we, met- signed,
2: we signed Riley Reef. We drafted three players on the offensive line. Um, Andrews, Trent Brown, on and Strange were all are all returning. Uh, They're returning starters for us. So, uh, and we drafted three players and signed one. So, I mean, I'm not really. I'm not really following you.
7: Bill Belichick continuing to push back. Feels like every year people continue to question and more and more that Tom Brady's gone.
3: Yeah, I mean, but he is—he does make a point. It's like, well, it's not like we're not trying to fix it. I mean, they've done the same thing with the wide receivers. You know, gotten criticized, Colin, rightfully for years, criticized. But, I mean, you look, they've turned over every stone to try and get him. It's just not easy. And, and the biggest thing that they've struggled with, to be totally honest, is they've never been terrible. And the likelihood of success is better the worse you are. It's not really that it's not rocket science. Right? It's not rocket science. It's you have to somebody has to miss. Somebody and and remember, you get to the second part of the first round, there's a reason that those guys are not in the top ten, top five X. Maybe they're not as athletic, maybe they have an injury, or maybe they have something off the field or whatever, and they're not a team that puts up with off the field, especially since they aren't this stuff. So I, I think it's I give them a pass because like they've literally never drafted in the top ten. And people expect them to have top ten talent when you're not drafting in the top ten. And remember, it's not just top ten in the first round. You don't get the best pick in the second round or the third round or the fourth round. Whatever. But he is right. They tried to fix the line. They continue to try and fix the line. That's Ryan Music with the news. Well,
1: that's the news.
5: And thanks for stopping by. The Herd
3: lie news. Um, Giannis hasn't said he wants out of Milwaukee, but he hasn't said he's staying for the rest of his career in Milwaukee. I- I'll tell you why this reminds me of one of those great small towns, small cities that you visited. Next in the herd. Be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon
4: Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio FS1 and the iHeartRadio
7: app. Giannis, the king, uh, king. Uh
5: they're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across the yacht club and now they're the co-hosts of the most elite now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards, the guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith presents the Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: one gambler or in West Virginia visit www.1800GAMBLER.net In New York call 877 8 Y or text HOPENY 467369. In Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort in Kansas 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance See dkng.co slash b-ball for eligibility
6: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
3: At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. Seriously, though, see terms, check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. You know, Giannis uh, recently spoke to the New York Times And uh, said this about uh, whether or not he'd agree to a contract extension with the Bucks next summer. Next summer, it would make more sense for both parties. Even then, I don't know. Uh, I would not be the best version of myself if I don't know everybody's on the same page. Everybody's going to going for a championship. Everybody's going to sacrifice time away from their family. And if I don't feel that, I'm not signing. So, and look. To this point, Giannis has been the most incredible, like Americanized fairy tale of a foreign player you can think of. And he's kind of cobbling together like all of those sayings that people use, right? Got to be on the same page, best version of myself. It's about sacrifice, playing for a championship, blah, blah, blah. But I do feel like the idea of hey he wants to play for a championship and on the same page when it's pretty obvious Milwaukee wants to win you know and heck he was hurt this year that that derailed them Chris Middleton was hurt going back to last year that derailed him um and I'm sure there's some frustrations with you know and Mike Budenholzer I wouldn't he wouldn't allow Giannis to guard Jimmy Butler, which frustrated Giannis Tenacumpo. But it feels like there's kind of an Americanization of Giannis, which you don't love. You know, it's like, think of, I always say this about Boise. Like, Boise's the best city you'll never visit. <laughs> I mean, I gotta get to Boise. But since COVID, right, people, and I'm sure we're on in, in Boise, and people are like, dude, please stop saying nice things about us. All these idiots from California keep coming in. Right. It's like I, you know, when Colin and I, we lived in Connecticut, I lived in near him in Connecticut, but then in Southern Connecticut, I mean, I went back recently and since COVID, you know, that's Southern that used to only go to Greenwich. Now you get into Westport and it's all New Yorkers. Like, Oh man, used to be different than New York. Now it's New Yorkers in Connecticut. So there's a little of that with the Americanization. Like if you go to Asheville, North Carolina, right. Sorry, Asheville, I'm going to sell you out. It's amazing. It's freaking amazing. Austin still has some of its charm, a lot of its charm, but then some of its... Like, you go to a cool, small city, and you're like, man, I hope people with money don't discover how awesome this place is. And then you come back five years later, and you know you get out of the airport, and there's that strip mall, and it's got Panera and Starbucks, Right? And Panda Express and all the other stuff. Ah, oh, man, they found it here. They found it. They found it. It feels like um, the American ideal of what you're supposed to be looking for in a basketball franchise has hit Giannis Antetokounmpo. I like, think he's won a couple MVPs, won NBA championship. Like, dude, just... Can't you just be where you are and be happy? And you, you have um I had a partner in television who's a longtime coach at Vermont. His name's Tom Brennan. Remember when they beat Syracuse in the NCAA tournament? That's him. One of the most spectacular human beings I've ever met. And people don't know, for 18 years he was the head coach at UVM, but he also hosted a morning radio show. And when they won, shortly thereafter, he decided to retire and go into television. And you'd always ask him, like, why'd you stay in Vermont all those years? And he would say, My boy. There's 50 states in this union and I own one of them, right? There's, there's 32 NBA, not even 32 NBA cities, 30 NBA cities. And he literally owns a city or an entire state. But the American values of basketball change it. They really do. Coming up next, Trey Lance to the Cowboys. Does not make sense? I will make sense for you next in the herd.
2: Hi, let's talk about pro plan sport. Pro plan sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.
3: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With elbow Grease,